0: Hey guys, it's Melody Owens here, and I'm here with my good friends Heather Shar and Honor Garrett. And we are coming to you live tonight with our podcast, week number 10 for the Life with Coach Facebook group. We are so happy that you guys decided to join us today. So, tonight we have a very interesting topic. We are going to talk to you ladies about keeping your communication lines open and facilitating communication with a male, first of all, and a male that is a coach, second of all, <laughs> which, brings <up> lot, <laughs> which brings up a lot of interesting dynamics. So I am going to pass it over to Heather and I want Heather to share with you guys some tips. That she uses with her male coach husband um, on how they keep their communication going during season
1: okay hello um at first it was terrible i mean paul and i never were really on the same page i want to say like the first two years it was rough and so we finally figured out we would, you know, week on Sundays, put stuff on the calendar. We would always fill it out. Um, of course, remember 23 years ago, we didn't have cell phones that we used all the time. So it was on the pa- so it was a paper calendar at the house. And we would sit down Sundays and we would map it out and know what we were doing or if we had dinner or a banquet or whatever. And again, no cell phones 23 years ago, so he would sometimes call me, if, you know, if something came up at the end of the day or whatever, and let me know ahead of time or leave sticky notes on the refrigerator, stuff like that, but it, it was hard, it was really hard at the beginning, I mean, I had to make sure on Sundays to, he'd at least come home a little bit early on Sundays or leave at one to go to work, so we'd sit and talk, we'd have to communicate, and no, or there were days I wouldn't see him or hear from him at all because I was at work all day long and he taught in the classroom all day and, or I'd miss a call or whatever. So that's what we did.
2: When we were first married, my husband was a scout in the NFL and I was working full time and this is before kids and all that. Um, You know, we were just both busy and we didn't have a hard time. You know, everybody says the first year of your marriage is the hardest. That was not the hardest for us. (laughs) The first year was easy. Um, We did have some rough years though, for sure. Um, And then when he became a coach and I was having babies and things like that, I just had the mentality that I wanted my husband to be successful at what he was doing. And so... When he was in season, and I had a bunch of babies, I was getting up in the middle of the night and taking care of it because I just didn't want to have that excuse that something went wrong was because of something that happened at home. So I took a lot on myself, but I was okay with that. It's like I knew, like I prepared myself for that. If you don't pre- prepare yourself for that, um, you could end up having a little resentment. Um, so, you know, John and I talked about it and I told him, you know, I want you to do well and I'm willing to like pick up the slack when you're not here. So that communication during the season, we for somehow are really good at navigating. It's the off season for us. That's a little more difficult.
0: You know, I can appreciate that too, as far as the woman's responsibility or the wife's responsibility, because your husband's job is so. All-encompassing, right? Um, so you kind of do have to take that leadership role in communication. Um, can you guys still hear me? Okay, for those of you guys listening to the podcast later, my internet is horrible because you guys know I live in Arkansas, and our wifi <laughs> is terrible. So if I go and skip out or whatever, I'm so sorry, ladies. But um, yeah, so you know, my husband, my husband and I, we've been married for 15 years, and I'm kind of like honor as far as bearing the brunt of scheduling things and making sure the calendar gets accomplished. Um, Now, as far as the, the keys that Heather mentioned, as far as having a family calendar, Um, and sharing what's on it, I'd make sure that I do with my husband. So he kind of knows what's going on. But the truth is he's not responsible for much that happens on the family calendar anyway, unless it's, (laughs) unless it's like a birthday, right? And you know, some people were telling me that they use an app called um, Calendary or Calendly. Have you guys heard of that? It's an online scheduler kind of thing. And you can link different emails to it. Has
2: anybody heard that? I, I know of it because of because of the business I have, um, and it's mm-hmm. good. I never really thought about doing that, but yeah, that that would be a possibility. Um, that you could definitely use that. Um, mm-hmm. You could use no, your no calendar.
1: Paul and I are old school, and we're staying old school. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. Help uh, <laughs> nope. we. Um, Someone recommended that we use an app online and, you know, on our phones or whatever. And we're like, no, calendar works well for us. I mean, we did it the first 14, 13 years of our marriage. Well, you know, it's not broke. Don't fix it. Right. Yeah, for sure. Well, I've even resigned myself at late at night.
0: I know that I won't receive, I won't receive his response because I'll be asleep. And so I'll have to tell my husband if the alarm is on or on our house. <laughs> so I don't want him to set the alarm off. So I'll leave, I'll leave this big sticky note on the front door saying the <laughs> alarm is on, turn it off. But I know, <laughs> I okay. know even if he don't I'm not. I'm not going to see it. He's not going to see it. So I just leave these big notes around the house. So we don't call the police at, at 3 a.m. because you know, how awful would that be? <laughs>
1: um, yeah, well, that's kind
2: of we'll have- funny. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say it's no, really no, funny no. that you're talking about post-it notes because when my husband was early in his, his coaching career and sometimes, and he was the grunt, you know, he's the one, the quality control guy and he's working till three in the morning. I mean, sometimes he would literally work until three and four in the morning and get up at 6am and have to go back into work. So there were times that I wouldn't see him. The kids wouldn't see him all week. And the only way I communicated with him is I would put Encouraging notes, or Bible scripture, or something on little post-it notes, and put it on the um, bathroom mirror, and that was our that's way.
0: So sweet, that's so <laughs> sweet. Or little notes in the truck. I, I sometimes when I'm being very thoughtful, <laughs> and wife of the year, I'll think if oh, I want to leave him a note in the truck so he can see it when he leaves. But I need to remember to do that more. I think that's so important because the truth is. I know you ladies and some of our sisters on on Facebook have mentioned this before. It's annoying sometimes when they won't respond to your text or you think, oh my gosh, if I was on the side of the road and I really needed help, he's not going to answer his phone if it's during practice. So, um, you know, sometimes you have to take that initiative and leave, leave those thoughtful loving notes because it doesn't all need to be about business either. So how do you guys deal with the non-communication? Like sometimes coaches shut down if, you know, they're stressed out or they're tired or, you know, I know some of the wives have posted on there. How do you deal? How do you, am I still here? Sometimes the internet's crazy. Okay. So how do you deal with your coaches not responding just in general, even if yours has not had that problem with you guys, what would you say to our sisters out there who get really frustrated with their coach, not communicating with them in a timely manner?
1: Oh, I don't I I guess just tell him that. I don't know any other way to do it. I mean, Paul taught classes. So he was in class. There's no way if I would have messaged him during the day that he would have been able to get right back to me. I mean, we used to text and when it became available and I wouldn't expect him to text me until later. So I don't know i guess talk to him and ask him what's the best time to text him if they need to tell you or call because paul would be available i always knew paul's lunch schedule so when he was mm-hmm. in the office but it took a lot on my part too because i had to write his schedule down because it changes if you have a b days or whatever but um i don't know i guess just talk and figure out the best thing between the both of you because there could be a lot of screaming and yelling if someone doesn't get back quick enough i never expected paul to get back to me though is that bad yeah.
0: no and i don't either and I, but i feel like that's my personality though but i know some sisters out there are very you know they want to know that communication is their love language right and mm-hmm. words mean a lot to them and so they prob- they probably need that a little bit more their dynamics in their relationship and what would you give this advice to them that are frustrated with their husbands, not talking to them as much as they feel like they should or, and I feel like this might be an issue even outside the coaching arena, you know, yeah, it might for just well, be a
2: male partner. Well, you know, my husband's always been pretty good at communicating. Um, however, with four children, you know, when I want to get in touch with him, I want him to be available. And so... Uh, Especially because if I'm calling him, it's usually because, you know, somebody fell and cracked their head and we need to go (laughs) to the, you know, and I, I'm like, you know, something bad could be happening and you're not answering the phone. If I call you like five times and you see that on your phone, please call me. But um, what we've ended up doing is I have the DFO, I have other, you know, or an assistant coach's number or a secretary's number so if you know somebody who i know who could just grab him and go you need to call your you need to call your wife um, and obviously i'm not going to do that about nothing but yeah. the, but i i said because we have so many children because things can happen i need to be able to get in touch with you immediately and if it's not you who's the next best person that can get in touch with you but for the most part the regular stuff um, I don't get upset about it except for dinner. Like if he's supposed to be home at a certain time for dinner and then I go to the, all the trouble to make it. And then he doesn't call me to tell me that he's got something. And he's going to be two hours late. Just kind of, it's, a, it's I just think it's disrespectful. You, you don't have to just, just shoot me a text, honey. I can't be home for two more hours. You know, just so we know. So, so we're pretty good at communicating because. <laughs> We both want to. And if we're not answering each other, then we put the little cricket emoji. <laughs> <laughs> but, so my husband either says, when I don't answer him, he either does the cricket, like, okay, nobody's answering. Or he'll say, are you stuck under something heavy? <laughs> <And> <laughs> oh, can't yes. get <laughs> so
0: Definitely
2: we try to make it funny. Have
0: set proper expectations. <laughs> yeah, well, and you set expectations too. I mean, you can't, you have to, Honestly, as a woman and as a wife and a coach's wife, you have to quell your, sometimes your expectations to answer every, every text. It's not all important. It doesn't have to be dealt with immediately. And you need to, I like that you set up the expectations. Of if I'm calling you in the middle of the day when I know you're busy. It's because it's important. It's not because I'm just saying hello and how's the weather, you know? And so I think, you know, I think if, if us as wives release some of that, that burden on them, we're going to be more at peace too. And we're not going to be so frustrated and, and, um, consumed with rage (laughs) and angst and, and resentment because they're not messaging us like a girlfriend would, you know? And I think that's also important too. You need to have other people you can communicate with throughout the day mm-hmm. that you can share funny stories with or memes or anything you know, like. You need to find, you need to have another person that's not necessarily um, your husband that's working during football season to, to tell those things to. So I, you know, I, I think that's important too. Um, Heather, do you have anything else you want to add about communication? How do you deal with your kids not being able to communicate
1: with their dad? Um, Well, I guess it's just, it probably is because, again, my kids are 20 and 17. We didn't have cell phones readily used like we use now. So my kids were pretty good that if they had something they wanted to tell their dad, they told him when he got home. And if he wasn't home or I knew he was going to be late, they would let me know. And I'd write him a sticky note and put it on the somewhere where he'd see it. So my kids kind of grew up not texting or calling or whatever they would just wait until he got home so it's kind of a it, it's just a kind of a different time i think and i was going to say when you were when Honor was talking earlier about um you know texting and all this or calling only in emergencies i would have never called unless it was an emergency either but now the last four years the field house you can't get internet inside the field house on your cell phones you can't get service so if I text him and he doesn't get back to me, I, you know, I can see where he is. I, I do do the, you know, find my friends or whatever that thing is called on there now. So I know where he is if I need him, but I don't know. I know this is going to sound bad, but I just don't usually, unless it's an emergency, which thank God we haven't had one. I just, he goes to work and I see him at night.
2: <laughs> Their dad is, um, loves to talk to his kids and so, so my kids know that, that dad actually kind of goes overboard in trying to contact them. And so um, yes, <laughs> when, when he can, I don't want to say overboard, but you know, they're all out of the house now.
1: Yeah. yeah. Like,
2: yeah we, we FaceTime them during the week. We call them. Um, so they know that dad is always wanting. Them. So they, they know that when dad's working, they don't expect, but I, I'll <laughs> tell you that, um, yeah. I think more than anything, um, my kids completely understand what dad does and they love it. Their dad does and they love it because they love football and they love going to support him. I think the thing that's hard is when he can't, when he misses things.
1: Mm -hmm. They
2: they completely understand, but they couldn't go to that, you know, ceremony where you got that award or they couldn't go to that Mm -hmm. game because they had and i think that in and of itself because they love their dad and they they think it's important what he does they understand but it still hurts a little bit
0: yeah yeah
2: yeah, yeah i agree but about, well um,
0: um i'm gonna wrap this you're not gonna tell us what how harper, harper feels will she right try- yeah i'll tell you how harper feels <laughs> <laughs> um, I wish all these sisters could see my face during these podcast recordings because I do not hide my face very well. Um, Harper is just as dramatic and um, exuberant as I am. And so she she writes her feelings and draws pictures really well. So um, she... She will write her daddy a note or draw him a picture and then she tries hardest as a little six-year-old kid. She'll stay up trying to see her dad if he's gone. It's the sweetest thing. So um, she makes sure that um, she garners his attention whenever possible. She knows that she can tell him anything and um, you know, kind of, kind of like you guys as husbands. My husband really loves spending time with her and talking with her too. So he makes an effort to to find those times where he could be present with her and and communicate with her. But if he she's missing him, she'll just write him a letter mm-hmm. and she'll just draw him a picture. She will express that very well, and then he gets it later. So, yeah, that's what Harper does, and she's sick. So I'm very thankful for that. It gives her an outlet. You know, it gives her a way to to get her, out her feelings or what she wants to tell him. Um, and it's, it's there. And then he can get to it when he's there. So.
1: That's awesome. So
0: good. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm very glad for that. Cause it is hard. It's hard for little, little kids to understand, you know, um, where daddy is. Why can't I call and FaceTime him or, you know, <laughs> whatever, whatever the case may be. But I think we gave the girls and ladies some really good time really do and I appreciate you guys uh your guys's value that you guys uh presented tonight on communication strategies um I'll wrap this up by saying that I want to encourage all of our sisters to find a way make it happen and instigate the communication and foster it in any way you can um it's important and it's the key to making sure nobody lost. So <laughs> make yeah. sure you, you guys get everything. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine losing your kid because you don't know who's picking them up from school? I'm not saying that's happened to me. I'm just saying, uh. <laughs> but anyway,
1: <laughs> saying for a friend, right? I'm <laughs> just saying, I'm just
0: saying the school secretary didn't call me today. I'm just saying, <laughs> she did. Uh. Oh my gosh. But anyway, thank you guys for hopping on tonight and listening to our podcast week 10 on communication. If you guys have an idea that you want us to talk about, please go to the Facebook page and let us know. We would love to engage with you and interact. We encourage you guys to hop on and and chat with us anytime we're here for you. And with that, this calls an official wrap. Bye. Bye.